When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. It's time to tell our Podmeets World listeners that if you're currently tuning in via headphones, it's time you take audio seriously and join the JLab family. JLab offers incredible sound for all of life's moments. It's tech done better. Consumers deserve better than the same old tech they've been stuck with. Instead of high price tags, everyone should have access to new innovations and products they actually want. So JLab thought, hey, why not do something about it? What are you waiting for? Get out there and join the JLab family. JLab.com. JLab your kind of tech. Okay, so I, uh, Danielle, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. uh, and this question comes from my wife because Ooh. we were talking last night and uh, Sue was like, hey, can you ask Danielle something for me? Okay. Um, so my wife is a personal trainer, as you know, and yes. works out oh, works out quite a bit. So good. Yeah, she's pretty good at what she does. And she works out sometimes like twice a day. And she knows that wow. you have your hair care line and she yes. loves a lot of the stuff that you use, but she or that you make. But what she said is she's like, Can you ask Danielle if there's such a product where because I work out so much, I obviously don't want to wash my hair twice a day because it it gets whatever it is, the biotanical. She's yeah. trying to explain it to me where it takes good stuff out of her hair, apparently, yeah. when you wash it too many times. So is there such a product? Do you make such a product? Do you know what she can use to where it's, I guess, like washing your hair? with? I, she tried to explain it to me. Do you know what she's talking about? <laughs> yes. So obviously, every time you wash your hair, you're stripping your hair of all of its natural oils and you're like re-irritating your scalp. Like our, you know, our bodies, for the most part, kind of take care of the themselves. Of course, they get dirty and we need to wash them. But if you wash too often, your body doesn't really know what's going on. And actually washing too often can make you have like greasier hair than than you normally would. So you want to go as long as possible between washes for optimal hair and scalp health. So if okay. you're working out twice a day like she is, that can be really difficult, especially because she has pretty fine hair. So yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. So, you know, I 
my number one thing that I would recommend is, and I am not a fan of dry shampoos. I had not been. I never used them. I thought they always looked like cakey. I hated the way they felt in my hair. I run my hands through my hair all the time. But Be Free by Danielle Fischel, my hair care line, created a dry shampoo that I am obsessed with. It's a really fine powder and it comes with a brush and you can put as much or as little as you want on the brush and then you part your hair, put it there and keep parting anywhere where you have too much oil and then flip your head upside down, run your fingers through your hair and that powder will absorb all the excess oil and you won't be able to see it. It's really lightweight. It doesn't make your hair feel weighed down, but she can definitely skip a wash or maybe even two by using our dry shampoo. And I do, would not do normally you use say this that. in the shower. I'm not, I don't, I'm, I'm no, can, no, it is so this out is of, okay. wet in your hair without uh, needing to wet okay. your hair. Hence the dry shampoo will exactly. Thank you for that. Exactly. Okay. It's dry. <laughs> And so she could really like one of my favorite things about it is, especially if you do a workout in the afternoon and then you have somewhere you want to go that night and you're like, I don't have time to hop in the shower and do a full wash of my hair and then a styling. You can really go from workout, use some dry shampoo and your hair will be fresh and bouncy and light and and you can style it as you normally would and you can go about your day. So that's what I would recommend to her. Um, Yeah, that 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 would be my number one. All right. I'm going to need you to send me some of that. I will. I will. Do you still shower like twice a day? Not because of the water situation. The, the right. water the situation drought. in California has gotten so bad that I my what used to be my happy place, right. um, I, I just can't do anymore, unfortunately. It'd be unconscionable now, for me to shower as much as I do. You also used to read your scripts in I still the shower. Do. I still read in the shower. <laughs> I still read in so, the shower every day. I read this morning read, in the shower. Before table read, Will is in the shower with his screenplay in hand, right? Yeah. Yeah, lying on the bottom, lying on the bottom of the shower with the with sitting on the bottom of the shower, the shower yes. raining down on yes. me, hanging out the side, reading my script. Yeah, this is how Eric came out of Will. This, <laughs> this is this is where he created Eric and all of his other work is that in from that position. Yeah, what a weird. I thought fact. I was the craziest person in the world, and then I saw Trumbo, where he sat, he wrote all of his screenplays while sitting in the bathtub. Uh, and he had, he had like a thing built over his bathtub where his, his typewriter was. And I was like, ah, it's not just, you know, I'm, yeah, obviously not as talented as so him, but funny. I, I still, to this day, I read, uh, I read a little bit of my book, read about Elizabeth the first this morning, taking a shower. Um, Unbelievable. I, every day. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know so much about you after this week. Between <laughs> <laughs> the underwear and this. We've Can got- we get into other people's weird picadillos <laughs> in the future episodes? Is that sure. possible? That's true. Sure. We've covered covered a lot of your your fasting. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. covered a lot of Will's am, uh, body uh, and diet. Yikes! Yeah. yeah, I'm not like that. I'm not like an eccentric guy either. At least I didn't think so. But I don't know, man. The underwear thing is pretty eccentric. That's, that's pretty. I think eccentric. it's pretty awesome. I'm I'm right now just sitting in peanut butter like everybody does, but that's normal, <laughs> right? I don't know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Friedel. So today we are recapping season one, episode 14, The B-Team of Life. It originally aired January 28th, 1994. The synopsis is that Corey struggles with only making second string on the basketball team and starts to think his family isn't paying attention to him. And it was directed by David Trainer. It was written by Jeff Manell, who is going to be a guest on our podcast. Um, guest cast, we have Ahmad Stoner as Harris. He's best known as No Nap in Hook. And we have Hugh Dane as oh Coach. Oh, God, he is in Hook. I completely yeah. I forgot that, too. He is in Hook. Wow. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so he is, uh, we have Hugh Dane as coach. He was a great character actor. He played Hank on The Office, and he yeah. was in Bridesmaids, and he came back to Girl Meets World for an episode. And Did he? he yeah. He and was he, on Girl Meets World? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. And he unfortunately passed away in 2018. <gasps> oh, Doesn't I didn't know that. Stink? He passed? Oh, yeah. no. Oh, he was yeah. great. Yeah. And then we have Phil Proctor as a TV voice. He's a big voiceover guy. He was in Monsters, Inc. and Toy Story. Yep. And then Robert Clotworthy as a TV voice. He was another big voiceover guy. He is the current narrator of Ancient Aliens on the History Channel and was the voice of Charlie on the ill-fated Elizabeth Banks Kristen Stewart version of Charlie's Angels. Mm. Ill-fated. Hey, hello. Hello, Angels. This movie's terrible. Um <laughs> It wasn't uh, good. I'm okay, sorry. Okay, so I have something to venture about this episode okay. that I thought immediately, and then uh, after finishing it, was fully convinced, and I'm very curious if you guys are with me. Uh, please, this I hope was, it's what you think you're going to say. This was one of the first episodes we shot. We shot this within the first three or four weeks of Boy Meets World. I think you're right. 
I yep. think you're right. I also think there's a possibility this could have been considered the pilot at the one pilot. point. Yes. I think so. Because oh, really? this was, I bet you this was a rejected pilot script. Agreed. That then 100%. became episode two or three that then got punted because it was too much like the pilot that it got pushed into the mid-season, which is great. It actually, story-wise, is wonderful that it comes halfway through the season. But I am so with you, Will. I was like, this is one of Will's first episodes. I can tell by the way you're acting. I can yep. tell by by your discomfort level. Yep. I can tell by the way uh, we have a, another black friend who never yep. comes back. Yeah. Like, this, was, this was during the cycle of them trying to find a third friend. There's yep. so much. And then I also just have a memory of the B-team of life being one of our first episodes. I, I thought, I was like, we did this right after I think the painting the fence episode. This I think like so too. Right early and on. it's also yeah. it's it's exactly the pitch of the show. Yes. Yes. Middle yes. brother itis. He's yes. lost in the fray. Yeah. Like this is exactly what the show is about. Danielle's not on it. That's another nope. that's another thing. The nope. show I that, just that it realized wasn't. when I started reading the synopsis, I literally just realized, oh, I wasn't in this episode. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why I didn't. You were even just think enjoying it. the show. I was just <laughs> enjoying the show. <laughs> well, and then just now I'm like, hey, yeah. where yeah. was I? I'm telling you, you're right, writer. This was a rejected pilot, I will guarantee you. The rejected pilot script that 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 Michael repurposed probably because they were like, well, you know, and I wonder if, you know, we talked about how in the pilot, the first episode, uh, when we did the pilot, the table read, he rewrote the show after that. I wonder if this was closer to the first draft of that script, that, oh, which then maybe. became the, yeah. the storyline that was the pilot. And then this got, because I agree, man, it also feels like a play. It, it does. It's a, it feels like a real, like the longer scenes. The acting is incredible in this episode, and I just think yeah. it just feels it just feels like an early Boy Meets World. It's like a prototypical yeah. Boy Meets World. It's yeah. the most Boy Meets World episode. Well, I it think was we've a seen. really phenomenal Ben showcase. Incredible. It was great. He was great. Incredible. He was absolutely. He was a one. This was the part of it was almost vaudevillian, the one man yep. show yeah. kind of yes. on stage. Oh my but god! But also uh, another another uh, hint to show how this would have been early, and they just moved it. Eric Eric mentions Heather again. Who oh, was no. in the first See? in the first few episodes? He's yeah, like Heather man, mentioned is, seeing other people, yeah. and that was way back in the beginning. So yeah, this is yeah. there's I'm no yeah. way so this was thirteen or whatever. Why this ended well, up being Manel will know. Manel will know. Yeah, we and have Manel, have Manel on. We yeah. will ask him about yeah. this. So let's no, put a I pin in that. No, I agree with you a hundred percent. This was yeah, the pilot. That's my yep. bet. Yeah. So let's jump into our recap. We are in the school hallway. The coach is putting a list in the school hallway of who made the basketball team. And this is the only time we've seen the hallway set. Yeah. Like, I wonder if this is going to come back. I mean, because this is a different hallway set. Than I was going to say, is this different on. than the one you're yeah, locked I think in, so. in, in Corey's yes. Alternative Friends? It is? is it? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Yes. This is a different it hallway. Is? It's okay. a different hallway. I don't know if we ever see this one again. No, I don't, I don't think I, we I don't do. I, I had yeah. never. Um, You know what? This hallway looks much more similar to the hallway we have in season two, where right. we have the heart, where there's those little staircase. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks yep. more yes. similar to that, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. not quite the, the same. The high school no. one. Yeah. The high school. The high school staircase. So, yeah, it isn't the same, though. Um, So Corey, Sean and their friend Harris are talking about the team. And Corey says there is nothing worse than second string, not even falling out of an airplane and landing on the Empire Empire State Building on his eye. I remember this. I remember all this shooting for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. So I died laughing because I I have a a funny story about my brother that I tell all the time. It's one of my favorite little kid stories of all time was that my brother, when he was about two and a half, we were supposed to go to Disneyland and I'm four years older than my brother. So I was like six and a half and it was, I was very excited and looking forward to Disneyland and we were staying home from school and early, early in the morning, before school would have started, before we were getting ready for Disneyland, my brother had diarrhea. He was sick. And he said, when it happened at two and a half, he said, I thought I was going to toot, but then my belly fell out of my butt. (laughs) And my mom was like, oh my gosh, he's sick. This is awful. We're not going to Disneyland, Danielle. You're going to school. And I was like, what? No, are you kidding me? And I was so angry with him that now I had Everything to go to school and that we weren't this, right? going to Disneyland. And about a week or two later, we were driving down Imperial Boulevard in Orange County, Imperial Highway, and there was a car on the side of the road that had caught fire. Whoa. And you know, fire trucks, we hear the end, we hear the sirens and we go past it and my brother says, totally seriously, "Mommy, what's worse? Diarrhea?" Or having your car catch on fire. (laughs) And he fully meant it. In his mind, 
Those wow. two things were on par. We got to figure this out. We got to figure it out, guys. <laughs> and I, I just started laughing when Corey was comparing right. the team to falling <laughs> on the Empire State Building. State Building. Oh, I love oh, the way right. kids think. I just, yeah. I love. Well, it. there's so many questions. What kind of car is it? How long have you had the diarrhea? Like, there's so many variables to, to actually being able to answer that question. Oh, geez. Oh, that's fun. Oh, and and also, uh, by the way, just very briefly, the lo- everyone is in shirts that are nine sizes too big. <laughs> Every single person. They're enormous. Well, yeah. Ryder, Ryder says that he thinks one of the reasons for his big shirts is that they were trying to make him look smaller. But I'm yeah. really curious what the excuse was then for poor for everyone else. It was, <laughs> yeah. else. it was like they, all the it's shirts were supposed style, to go man. to the I mean, NBA, just, but got yeah. sent to us by accident. It was yeah. like yeah. everybody. And also to, to something we always talk about is the Greeking out of stuff. You notice that Corey is holding a Paulding basketball. Oh, Paulding. Oh, because you can't say Spalding. So right. it's just, he's got a Paulding under his arm. Yeah. yeah. Well, Harris uh, joins us. He's another another um, victim of the death chair. Yeah. Oof. So Corey says they don't have to worry, though. They aren't B-team type of guys. Minkus walks up and reads the list, and he is thrilled that he made the B-team. He runs off saying he can't wait to tell his dad, which is so cute. Sean and Harris made the A-team, but Corey made the B-team. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, just very, very quick, and we should have asked Lee this. Did we ever meet a Minkus? Another Minkus? Did we meet his parents ever? I don't mm, think so. I don't think so, no. I don't think so either. They never did like a parents' day or anything oh, like gosh. that at the Let's school, Let's not ask this question because oh, if sorry. they did, we will get... I'm just curious. 50, did they meet in the emails. llama pen? I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just I was just wondering. I couldn't remember if they'd ever cast like a, a Mr. or Mrs. Minkus. I don't think I don't, so. I don't think so, but we will find so. out in 50,000 okay. emails for okay. sure. <laughs> okay. So Sean says, surprise-a-rama, yeah. which was a Who nod to Rob Sean Schneider. Scene, by the way? Like, I'm like suddenly this cocky jock, dude. Like, yeah. What's going on? So I, I think, again, this Type is casting. pre- This is pre-Sean yeah. uh, being decided yeah. as a character. This is yeah. probably this is early. Post, yeah, this is so early. There's just no. There's you know, it's like me and Harris are ex- basically interchangeable. Yeah. Just sort of like yeah. dude bros calling out our friend. It's yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, yeah. and uh, then you guys say, no, it's cool, man, that you're on the B team. No big deal, and you're, it's not like you're going to lose your friends. And then you run away from him at full uh-huh. speed. Uh-huh. Set up, set up, set up. Exactly. So uh, then we are in Mr. Feeney's classroom. Mr. Feeney is teaching the class about the Neanderthaloids. And um, right. Because now we're in biology. <laughs> right. What's going on? And I, we still don't know that what this man does. He for teaches a living. everything. I'm not sure he's but a teacher. But it's pure science, right? Like this, this yeah. class is about science right yeah. now. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, and yeah. it's about evolution. I mean, technically evolution. it's about evolution. But could you but- maybe make an argument that that's social... Science? Studies, social, I studies? social guess studies. If like, you're studying, I guess if you are getting into kind of archaeology no. and kind of no, because that would be about culture. That paleontology, would be about physical, it would not be about physical anthropology. That is I get, like, yeah, anthropology. <laughs> I get, yeah, it's it's very strange. Oh my god! So Minkus again is the only student who knows the answer to a Mr. Feeney question. Uh, and Corey shows up late to class and he's like walks in right at the perfect timing where Good it seems, timing. yeah, that was a cute the, joke. The extra, the girl in the middle who plays the kind of, is supposed to be like the Cro-Magnon. She's, mm-hmm. she's very funny. Yeah, yes. Like good. she had no, no dialogue, but just took that moment and had the face looked great. And she was very, very funny. I thought. Yeah. yeah. She, that was great casting. She, yeah. she did. Her, she really committed to, yeah, it was it was really great. Because then and the funny, the, the other joke is then she stands up and she towers over the, the two guys. Right. Yeah. Right. So that was was so funny about it. She's like holding the the, the little rock hammer in her hand because uh-huh. she's invented tools. And yeah. then and she's got the great face. And then she kind of stands up like, I can't believe I'm here. I thought it was it was great. Yeah. I yeah. thought your look too, Ryder, when she kind of like bops you with the rock thing and you take yeah. it from her, the little look mm-hmm. that you gave her with a smile and maybe like a little bit of a laugh was, it was really sweet. It was an endearing moment. I I bought that this was a classmate of yours that you had interacted right. with before. I agree. Uh, yeah. It was very sweet. So Corey shows up to cl- class late. He has a note from the basketball coach. He tells uh, Sean and Minkus that the list wasn't a mistake. He really did make the B team. Corey is so depressed. He doesn't even get up when the bell rings. And Feeney says he doesn't understand why Car- Corey is so upset because Minkus was really excited about being second string. Hmm. And 
So, yeah, Corey basically calls Albert Einstein Alvin Einstein. It's uh, and he says that the B team is clearly for losers. Corey says that maybe he should just quit basketball altogether. And Feeney agrees. He says that based on natural selection, which is that day's lesson, that uh, nature has already made a decision for him and that Corey is the dodo bird of basketball. But Corey says, no, he's now going to evolve. He's going to be a better player and he's going to prove Feeney wrong. And Feeney has a moment where he says, that's just so easy. <laughs> he had a couple fun throwaways in this. That's so easy. And the Alvin Einstein, this is my life. This is my life. That, that was a funny line, too, I thought. But this is just a great performance by Bill, too. Yeah. The yep. scene is just, he's so commanding. He's so um, theatrical in a way. Um, you know, that's this is one of those scenes that felt like a play. I was like, oh, this is just an actor. You know, these two actors going at it. Um, he's, it's so fun. He's, it's like peak yeah. Feeney. I, you know. well, it's, it's also old school Corey Feeney scene, mm-hmm. like yeah. just really just oh, this is the show. Yep. We haven't developed anybody else yet. This is the show. Yep. Um, and it worked. I mean, it was great. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. As a podcast focused on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. (laughs) That is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. 
The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. and you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media, and I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com slash world. So then we are in Corey and Eric's bedroom. Eric is lifting weights on the bed. What do you remember how much those those like do you remember what the weight was on those? Yeah, they were two fifties. Oh wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two hundred and fifty pounds each. They, they look smaller. Yeah. yeah. Um no, Your I don't remember so what big. they were. My, <laughs> no, I, I was, was really so impressed because I, I did think for one thing, um, you probably had to do that a bunch of times. Yeah. And I thought, even if you think like through one take, oh yeah, these are light, you know, they're oh, he's 10 working pounds. out throughout the whole thing because you're doing crunches too. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. I remember I was, there's an episode way late where I had to do push-ups. I think it was when Angela's dad came. I yeah. was like doing a military Angela's school men, thing. I think, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And I remember having to do push-ups and it was like by the t- fourth take being like, oh, this is this was a bad call. Yeah, why are we to do this? Why did I choose to do this? <laughs> well, there's also another episode where I'm lifting and for some reason, Danielle, you're sitting next to me on the bed like staring at my arms as I'm lifting. Do you remember that? Because I thought wow. that's, yeah, I'm like, I'm lifting weights and, and Corey's like trying to get you out of the room and you're like staring at my arms like, what, what was that, Corey? It was really creepy. Yeah. Um, Is, are those the, in the Forgotten Years, season four uh, yeah. or five? Probably, yes, must have oh, been, like the later yeah. years. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It had to be early. If Wait, so Topanga was like checking Eric out yeah, later? If, yeah. It has to be first season. No, it wasn't first season because why would they would never? I don't think you ever do a scene in the bedroom in the first season. I don't think you did. I don't think so, no. No, this is later. This is later. Weird. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I could well, be imagining I, it, but I don't think I am. Okay. We'll we'll yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see when we see. get to it in three years. We'll have to see. Yeah. Right, well, this <laughs> we'll talk very, about it again. This nine felt years very now. early, Eric. Like, yeah. We're yes. out to impress the girls and see always jokes girls. And like, there's nothing. Just, it's just every. No that's what I wrote character. down. It's like Ed, there's nothing else there. It's just girls, 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 yeah. girls, girls. And I get that, but it's also like, dude, it's, come on. Yeah. This is really one note. Yeah. And then um, all those lifting moves I do, all the, my, again, I've talked about this. My brother was a, 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 an amateur bodybuilder. So he's like, do the back one. So I, I like, thought of that when, yeah, yeah, that was, that was Gary. Gary is best right there. Uh, yeah. So Wait, Eric, you in the mirror at the end of this scene is just so will. Like I, yeah. it's, I loved it. Cause it was like, that is one of those things that a writer puts down. Like he flexes, you know, in three different, whatever. It's just a beat, but you make a meal out of it. And it's like, Oh, I, we could just keep the camera rolling. And yeah. like, we should have just kept going. I bet you would have had five more and it would have gotten funnier stuff. and funnier and funnier every time. Oh, oh man. Well, so yeah, Eric says the new Eric so is going to be here in 90 days, but Corey wants old Eric's help to get better at basketball. And Eric says that every 10th grade girl in America dumped him because he's not a senior and that's why he's trying to get buff and then that leads into your fantastic <gasps> flex show yes yeah. the scum, scum. The i remember sounds. doing the scum 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 i remember that because i remember yeah, i getting, remember that too i remember yeah, the line. a yeah. laugh at the at the uh the the run-throughs like i remember mm-hmm. the laughs at the run-throughs more than anything else because it's like well that's when you know it's gonna survive yeah and it's also, otherwise it might get cut from the yeah, episode if you don't get a laugh if you don't get yeah. it but it's also first season you remember that we would the audience didn't really know us all that well yet if at all because of the episodes hadn't really started airing so they weren't fans of the show they were just coming to see a show in Hollywood yeah. and so it was like by the second or third take you would hear the fake laugh where they would mm-hmm. be like ah, ha ha and they were like letting right. you know they were fake laughing mm-hmm. so it was when you did get the real laughs during the run-throughs those are the ones i remember from the first season and then you start to f- feed off the audience when they come to yeah. see you but that's what yeah. i remember more yeah 
I thought oh, you were really impressive. The amount of working out you were able oh, to do in this you. scene and yes. still keep your keep your breath. Oh, yep. so, With the two fifties, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> exactly. knowing now that they were two hundred and fifty pounds is yeah. really impressive. Pretty impressive. So Thank we're you. in the Matthews living room. Amy is making Morgan a princess costume for her play. Corey walks in upset that his first basketball game didn't go well. He wants to tell Amy what happened, but Amy has to rush into the kitchen with Morgan to get cookies. Then Alan comes home from work and he apologizes for not making Corey's basketball game and asks him for a detailed play by play. Corey starts to tell him what happened, but then Eric barges in asking for $36,000 for a Corvette. Of course. (laughs) I did think it was really smart teenage thinking to come in and be like, ask for the big thing. No, you're going to get a no on that. And then make sure... You tell him, all right, I found a way. I'll save you $26,000. I just have to ride a motorcycle. Motorcycle. They'll hate that idea so much. Now the Corvette seems better. I thought that was smart teenage negotiating. Thank you. I thought this is the scene, by the way, we talked about this scene when Rusty was here because this was the scene where during one of the takes, he got something lodged in his throat. (laughs) Oh, this is the one? This This is the one. one. So instead, he he would go, he was like, say it with me, Eric. (laughs) Shoo-in! Because he's trying to get, and then Ben and I, of course, lost it. We absolutely lost, and he's like, sorry, and he had to stop because he's just, he just couldn't get through it. And that's, so it was, oh, I'll never forget that for as long as, he was just trying to get it out. It was so funny. And such a pro to try to do it on his line. Like, let me me try to get it out. Uh, But he also had a great joke at the time. I laughed out loud at the, did you, did you kill and eat a Vegas showgirl or whatever he said where he walked. That was a, that was he's so dry with it that it was just phenomenal. That was a great joke. Yeah, that was. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, with all yep. the stuff on the table from Morgan's princess costume. And again, to talk about what, what you're talking about, Ryder, he Eric is talking about Heather, who we have not uh-huh. now talked. We're four. That was four girls ago for right. Eric, and he's yeah. now talking about Heather. So this has got to be an early episode. Yep. So um, oh in- oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It absolutely is. And we can prove that it absolutely is. You know how I know it is? Because I wrote it down and now it makes sense what I wrote down. Him jumping on the couch and talking to his family is in the opening opening title sequence. Yep. Yep. It's oh. in the opening title You're sequence. Right. So, this right. had so this had to, to have be before. Been, yes. We, we had filmed this before any episode aired. Basically, yes. That's exactly what it is. Because this is in the so opening title sequence. So this is our second sequence. or third episode. Yep. And they must have pushed it because it was probably too much like the pilot. I yeah. bet you they were like, we need to riff in other directions because we can't just do a repeat of the pilot. Because that's what this feels like. Yep. It's a great mid-season it is. episode. Yeah, and and it's all about this scene. This scene is so good. I mean, it it's is. great. Well, it's all Ben. It's, it's all it's, Ben. Well, no, it's not. I mean, yes, Ben's performance obviously anchors the scene. It just yeah. launches it. I mean, I, that was a complete mixed metaphor, but it's <laughs> it's um it's the choreography too. Like it's the, all the characters coming and going, no one paying attention to Ben. You know, it's sort of like everybody's yeah. spinning around, yeah. and everybody has their own plot line. Like we establish Morgan with her, you know, little girl life that she's living. Will your character with your wanting cars and girl it's like all and everybody's got their job established or their their what and and ben's getting lost in the middle until he says everybody look at me with this incredible acting moment Uh, it's so good it's it's the heart of boy meets world like right here it's just a full little mini play of all of boy meets world and you've got i mean that's got to be it it's got to be that you they couldn't have done two episodes like this in a row so they moved it to the middle because it is that scene is in the opening title credit so it's like this was one of the first two or three we shot I'll guarantee you. Definitely. In in walks Amy and Morgan again, delaying Corey's game explanation even more. So Corey starts to give a fake play-by-play where he wins wins the game at the buzzer just to get everyone's attention. And just when they are thoroughly impressed, he admits he didn't even get to play. Corey says he's a second string bench warmer. And even at home, because no one is paying attention to him, he is second string in his own family. And Aww. that he has so many words there. I know. And he does it all very well. Yeah, he really does. He's great. It was quite an impressive little performance there. Yep. So we are in the Matthews kitchen. Amy, uh, Alan tells Amy that Corey is overreacting, that this is, you know, no big deal. It's a basketball issue. Amy thinks that Corey is going through middle pause and (laughs) that he is the kid in the middle that isn't being heard. And there is such, this is such a cute scene between Betsy and Rusty where they talk it out, realize 
one of their kids has fallen through the cracks and yep. they decide what they're going to do. And they are going to go from, they had gone from when they had two kids, they were on man-to-man coverage. Then when they had a third kid, they went to zone defense. They have to fix this and they are going to double team Corey. Yep. And he walks out with the, I think the bowl of cookie dough. Yep. Yeah. And, and she smacks gonna, him on the tush. Smacks him on the tush and Rusty turns around like he's really angry about that. Like he's annoyed by that. And she goes, sorry, it's a sports thing. And it's just great. It's so cute. I love it. It's a really great little scene. And it's a non Corey POV scene. Yeah. It's interesting too. It's one of the few times. Is this the first time? No, because I mean, once in love with Amy, they had their scene outside together. Have Mm -hmm. we seen just them in a scene start to finish by themselves? Have we? No, because like when they were doing the ice cream on the couch, Corey was obviously yeah, Corey comes in. So him. this is like, I think this is one of the first times, and it's interesting to think that this was in maybe a filmed earlier, but this is a real, like, the parents are alone, get their own scene to discuss parenting. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's, this it's is also, every time I'm watching the show now, one of my biggest regrets is that I did not realize how good Betsy and Rusty were when I was mm-hmm. on the show. Yep. I know. I just wish I could have gone back and watched them work more because they're great. Great. They're such a good couple. They are great. I also really like that, you know, the non-Corey POV where we get to really see that these parents are involved and orchestrating how they parent. And it's a regular conversation. It's not like, a oh, we just do whatever comes naturally to us. We're just not magically perfect parents. We have to actually talk it out and make an agreement and have a strategy and approach. You know, it's so good. It's so smart. And it's it's nice for kids to see that, oh, My parents don't know everything and they, they, there's a plan and that they're, I I don't know. It's just, it was beautiful. It's such a, it's such a little scene and yet it's, it was just beautiful. It's important. I'm also glad they explained a little bit because at first I was like, huh, that's weird. They explained why the parents weren't at his game. Right. Because that was the thing that went through my head. It was like, how was nobody there? And then Rusty comes in. It's like, she's got Morgan Mm -hmm. and the household at the time. And then Rusty comes in like, I know I was supposed to be there. I'm so sorry. Because that was my friend. I was like, what? Nobody's at the game. So I'm glad they wrote to that and actually explained why no one was there. Exactly. So then we're in the school cafeteria. Minka says he is still pumped from sitting and cheering for the team at the game. And there's a great single eyebrow raise from from Ben. (laughs) I thought it was when he's having that conversation with Minkus. It was really funny. Sean and Harris then run in and they bring Corey a magazine, a sports magazine, to show him an article about athletes who sat on the bench before they got their big break. And it really gives Corey hope. And I thought, this is such a beautiful Sean-Corey friendship thing. What a sweet thing for Sean to think of. And really out of character with with the the Sean who's like pretty mean to Minkus or even in the beginning of this episode. Running away from Corey. Running, yeah. So, but I really, yeah, this was such a nice gesture. It's like, that's, yeah. that's a really cool thing for some friends to do. Yes. Yeah. I thought I the same thing. I really, yep. I, I loved it. I thought that was very sweet. And then the basketball coach, so Corey now feels great about himself. Right. He's like, oh yes. And he reveals that he's suited up because they have, an, they have a game that night. And the basketball coach comes walking by and tells Corey that second string players don't go to the away games. And he oh. just sucks the wind out of Corey's sails. This was one of the lines. This was one of the lines that we would say to each other for seven seasons. Which one? The the beat the the second string doesn't suit up for away games. Really? Yeah. Oh really? yeah, we would I don't do yeah. That. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We would do this all the time. Like somebody would walk by at craft service and be like, "What are you doing? Second string doesn't suit up for the away games." And like walk by. Oh, oh that's yeah. Right. This was like a thing. That's like right. this oh, was one God. of those lines we would repeat to each other all the time. This man <laughs> was there, had like one or two lines, and was so <laughs> indelibly involved that we we would quote this guy for that's like so seven funny. years. Yeah. Wow. I don't. I can't believe how bonkers it gets with Ben doing the Superman rip. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ripping off. It was so dramatic. Oh my God. It was great. It's though. Really funny. Yeah. Uh, So we are in the Matthews living room. Corey comes home looking for his mom and then realizes no one else is home. He turns on the TV and there's a news story about a mom who killed a Girl Scout troop when her daughter didn't (sighs) sell enough cookies. And he says, there's a mom who cares. And then we see different cuts of Corey, who's been on the couch for hours. We see the, the light change. It's now evening. He's been watching TV for hours. No one has come home. He doesn't know what to do for food. He's only 11. It's 625. It's dinner time. He was so good in this scene. I remember watching the rehearsal of the scene and then watching the run through and just being like, it's all him. 
It's just him. Mm-hmm. For we're just gonna keep the camera on him. Let him run around the house. I'm on a schedule here. He was so good yeah. in this scene. I specifically remember watching this as they're putting it on its feet. Like, man, this is this is his show. Well, like, this is all it's him. It's especially good because. Anytime you have a character talking to themselves in a scene, you want to try to minimize that as much as possible because it's like, who are you talking to? Like, you know, but it didn't feel that way here. It it actually really felt. He sold it. Yeah, Yeah. he sold it. He felt like a kid who would be like alone and be like, what's going on? I really bought it. It was it's it's really good. I have one logistical question that maybe you can help me out with. So he gets home from school. So the school they're supposed to go to the away game. Mm-hmm. But the B team doesn't travel with the away game. So he comes home after school. Nobody's home because they've gone to the game. Mm-hmm. He's then home until it gets dark. Did they not realize he was at the not at the, not at game, the game and come back? Like why is after hours he then goes and steals Feeney's chicken? He then has Feeney drive him all right. the way to the they game. They stayed there. To then finish the game, is it a six-hour basketball game? Okay, like, here's I, what how I'm did imagining. It I think I think Corey's only on the couch for twenty minutes. It just felt <laughs> like, like a long time, right? It just this is just in his world. It was like into the night. But and why way is long. Bill Daniels cooking dinner? Cooking because right. he says You're it's right. six thirty now. I'm on You're a right. schedule here. So if he comes home after school, which is at what, let's say three at the three, latest yeah. for middle okay, school. But I imagine the way game might not start until six. So it's just the after school, like he was going to be on the bus going to the away game and then playing the game That's later that point. night. That's okay, a good point. That's a good point. My question is, how did the parents not the get game? there and go... Well, okay, they're not. I there. think he showed up because that's what he makes it in time that before the game is over. Right. Let's say the game okay. starts at seven. Yeah. Okay. So he they leave at two fifty eight. To go to the away game, which is hours away. We know that uh, I wrote yes, down Yes, they actually mentioned a place, they, Cheltenham. Yeah, Cheltenham, exactly, yeah. <laughs> which I looked up, and we'll talk about it in a second. Um, okay. So they they left at 2, right before he got home, they left for the away game. It took okay. them hours to get there. They arrive at the game at 6.30, which is right around the time Corey realizes, now, you're right, then they have to drive Three hours or however right. long we think it took right. the Matthews right. to get there. But so he mentions Feeney's driving game. fast. But right. still, I mean, unless you're doing 180. Right. I, again, totally nitpicking. Okay. But, I was, yeah. but just curious how the timing worked out. Yeah, I'm not. You're, you're right. I'm not sure. Okay. There's any way it makes sense without him time traveling. <laughs> yeah, but right. <laughs> appear, okay. I'm just making, to then to then make the game in time to get into you're the right. game. You would think once the game starts and you go, oh, second stream, second string isn't on the bench. You then go, go home. Our son is home alone. Right. We at have least to get call. Back. Let's yeah, at least exactly. call. Let's call and make Feeny sure he and knows tell something. him. Right. Go check you have on to, Corey. Can you go check on Corey? Yeah. Right. So something okay. like that would happen. Just curious. Well, Corey goes into the kitchen and he sees that Mr. Feeney is grilling in the backyard or maybe it's the side yard. And he calls Feeney. <laughs> he calls Feeney's house. And when Feeney goes inside, Corey runs to the grill to grab the chicken. But on his rush back over the fence, he the chicken falls into the planter and is covered in dirt. And he squats down so that he hopefully isn't seen. But Mr. Feeney sees him. And Corey tells Feeney that his family has abandoned him because he is a second string basketball player and maybe they're ashamed of him. Feeney is the one who tells Corey his family did not abandon him. They went to his basketball game in Cheltenham, which is in Montgomery County and is a bit of a drive, but they are in the district. So although although Feeney teaches every subject, he does not know that second string does not go to the game. So when the Matthews tell him they're going to the game, he doesn't say anything. I mean, you could have saved everyone a real big hassle if you just said yeah. oh, he won't be there. <laughs> yeah, but something he, like he that. He didn't know that, apparently. Okay. <laughs> so this basketball game in Cheltenham, I looked it up. It is in yeah. Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, or Cheltenham, is a bit of a drive, he says, from where the Matthews are. But... Because of the basketball game, it must be in the same district. Oh, so okay. I, it is. So it's near Philadelphia. It's not completely. No, no. How far? How far is Cheltenham from Philly? Did anybody look this up? I didn't look that part up. I also have so many problems with the way he's grilling that chicken, but I won't even get into that. What What are your <laughs> issues? Well, uh, first of all, it's an entire chicken, so it's not spatchcocked. So, uh, What's a, you what, what do you mean? What's spatchcocked? spatchcocked. So, so, like, like you take the 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 breath, you take the backbone out of the chicken, and you, you know flatten it so you can cook it on a grill in Connecticut. 
What is that? What is kind of, now what does grilling have to do with Connecticut? I know how because to grill. You had to pluck his own You had to chicken. pluck his chick. Yeah, you had to, had, pick, wow. you had to kill the chicken, pull the feathers we, off. First of all, rip that its was spine a out, normal, that's a normal morning is killing the chickens. That's how you start. That's what you do after you milk the cows. Everybody knows that. That's a regular day. Oh, wait. I just got from Tara. Cheltenham is to Philly is 30 minutes. Right. Oh, okay. So okay, so that's within, not bad. So yeah, we've got a, no, we so are when within you, a couple... A bit of a drive from Philadelphia, but still right. within yes. the same district. No, when okay. you cook a whole chicken, I'm not going to get into the entire... Cooking an entire chicken on a grill like that can be done, but it's difficult. You want right. to take out the backbone and backbone and flatten it because then you can get your grilling both sides as opposed to like the inside cavity of the chicken. Mm. So, And he's also... A lot of times what you'll do is you'll get the grill on it and then you can move it to the cooler side of the grill and then oven it, you put the top on. Right. Feeney was doing it in kind of a strange way. That's all I'm saying. Wow. I, he, might be, he might be better than me, but that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Ryder, Ryder uh, would like more emails about the llama pen. I just want to, <laughs> I just want to put that out, put that out. There this right scene now. felt very theatrical to me. It felt very yeah, like, it does. You know, with Ben like copping over the fence and grabbing the chicken yep. and then burying. It. it was, it was fun. I was yeah. like, oh, this is this, this. It doesn't. I, I feel like we got away from this as the show went on. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of longer scenes with physical humor and yeah. and characters really just farcical you know, stuff. Yeah. But this is also this is the only acting moment from Ben. I I thought was forced. Was when he jumps over the fence and drops the chicken on the ground. He doesn't uh, take a moment to go, I dropped the chicken. Right, he, he just, just instantly it. starts to bury it. Like he yeah. doesn't register that. Like you could tell it was all timed. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So it was like, drop the chicken, bury the chicken, lay down. Right. And then he actually does this for two seconds <laughs> to try to make himself smaller so Feeney can't right. see him, which is so funny <laughs> that he just does that. Cover, like, covers now they can't see him. I don't see him. Right. Yeah, it, it was very funny. But yeah, that was my, my only moment from Ben where I was like, oh, he didn't, didn't register the chicken fall. But other than that, the chicken that wasn't cooked properly. Other than that, it was good. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard? Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. 
Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. Summer is steadily approaching, and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation? Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on? Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. Corey asks Feeney to drive him to the game, and when Corey starts crying, Feeney says yes, but he also says, have some dignity, man. Mm -hmm. And then he says, my car's out front. And then Uh he goes towards the back of the, you know, he goes back toward where the cars were. Yes, he goes upstage Upstage. where everyone who's ever talked about their cars, that is the direction of the street. street. With Got driveways it. going to Feeney's house and the Matthews house from there. Yeah. From it. that direction. He goes yeah. back yeah. there. Yes. He also doesn't cover the grill when he leaves. Let's talk about the fire hazard. Safety <laughs> first, people. Safety first. He just leaves. He leaves an right. open flame walks and walks away. away. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Good point. Just saying. Just well, saying. Someone call the fire department. Exactly. We're in the Matthews family living room. The family, who appears excited, walks in after Corey's basketball game. Morgan kisses Corey goodnight and tells him he was awesome. Corey scored six points because three first stringers fouled out and he was needed to fill in. And Ben is wearing very popular Air Jordan 8s. Uh, they're called mm-hmm. Bugs. These, okay. these uh, you know, normally the tennis shoes have been kind of greeked out where we haven't been able to tell if they're Jordans or not, but this these were not. That's and right. You're a, sne- you're a sneaker person, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a sneaker. And yeah. I've also, um, yeah, the, the, we've, we've, it, we, there's like been articles about the sneakers of Boy Meets World. And these are these really, are, yeah, these are mentioned. Yeah. So Morgan says she doesn't want Amy to read her a story. Well, actually, we don't see Morgan say that, but Amy comes downstairs and says that she didn't want her to read a story. She wants the big basketball star to read her a story. Alan says he's proud of Corey and the way he handled being home alone. Corey says it was survival of the fittest, but he also says Holcomb. He did. Uh, I got a Holcomb. I got a Holcomb written down. Again, first step. This is before it was brought to his attention. Can we also talk about how super creepy it is that Eric walks in and says those sixth grade girls thought I was so cool? (laughs) No. I didn't think it was creepy. No, oh, I think it was more. It's, I thought it was more pathetic. It's more like it's, oh, exactly. this is like okay. I found it, it a little creepy. I did. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I might be reading not, too much into it. By the but. way, you if you cool, said it was the other way cool. around, then it would have been creepy. Mm-hmm. But every teenager, male, female, mm, doesn't matter. Okay, feels cool when they realize they're the age when they remember yeah. thinking other people were cool no i get and it now it just, i'm yeah. the cool it struck yeah. the ear wrong for me for some reason yeah no uh, you're you're okay. reading totally too much me. into totally it totally on me no yeah. problem no problem so <laughs> alan and amy tell Corey that it doesn't matter to them if Corey sits on the bench or if he plays in the game they are always going to support him they want Corey to be honest with them and he says no one was listening to him when he was trying to tell them what happened and Alan says he just needs to grab his face and say, hey, dad, listen to me to get his attention. 
Corey says he can tell the good parents from the bad parents when he visits friends and he knows that he has good parents is is what he alludes to. I was anyone else a little confused about what Corey thought he had to apologize for? Hmm. Corey says, you know, I, I feel a little bad about some of the things I said. And I started thinking back to the scene where he kind of exploded about no one's listening to me. And I was like, I don't think he didn't say anything mean about anybody. Maybe it was just the thing. Maybe he might've felt bad by saying like, I'm second string in my own family. Maybe he just felt bad about that. Like that was too much of a dig. Implying that they're bad parents. His intention was to make them feel bad. Right. Right. Like he was like, Hey, listen, no one's listening to me. Yeah. You you guys are all being, you know, happy family members. Like maybe I went too far with saying that, that kind of thing. Okay. What he's saying is, he was wrong right like he sees now that they do genuinely care for him they do pay attention to him it was just in that moment he he lost sight of that right okay that makes sense my my first thought was like wait a minute did he say something specifically mean mean? but you're right right. he he did imply this family is bad to me and now he's realizing i i had a i had a bad moment i had a bad week where maybe i didn't feel heard but in general this is a beautiful family and i'm well taken care of i thought there was something very interesting about an 11 year old character already going to friends' houses and realizing there are bad parents and bad marriages out there. Yeah. Hmm. Like, I thought there was something very interesting about that moment of like, yeah. I'm cognizant of what some of my friends have. And so I appreciate what Does I have. Does that seem realistic to you? I think it can. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think, again, it depends on what you're surrounded by. But, it, it, you know, playing uh, hindsight is 2020. And knowing where Sean Hunter's family ends up, and if he yep. spends time in the trailer park with Sean, he what might know like. what that dynamic is like. He, you know, yep. so I thought there was something kind of astute about. Yeah, I, I can already remember, see that. I don't know if I would articulate would have articulated it as a kid, but I definitely remember like going over to some friends' houses and being like, "I don't want to come back here." Oh because, yeah, sure. not because of the friend, but because of the vibe at the house. Right? Sure, like, there would just be a dynamic that you're like, "This is not good. I do not feel comfortable here." Yeah, and you always I, have to kind of trust that as a there's kid. There's an underlying you know? tension, or you yeah. can tell the parents aren't or getting whatever. along. Yeah, and, or, yeah, and it's yeah, so yeah. funny because now as a parent, you know, I especially post pandemic, I'm introduced to like sending indie to friends' houses who I've never met the parents or like right. I've just briefly met them at pickup or drop off. And then I'm like, oh yeah, take my kid for a couple of hours. And yeah. you know, you have that moment of like, I hope Indy knows like to just trust his gut and be like, yeah. and then let me know if he doesn't want to be there or if he finds it weird or whatever, you know, because I have no way of knowing. Well, yeah. even if it's not just, even if it's not a bad feeling in the house, no. I know that growing up, one of my best friends was Marissa McKinley and mm-hmm. her mom, her mom, Margaret McKinley was very maternal about injuries. Like if you got hurt right. at all, it was very much like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Let me fix that for you here. Let's put some ice mm-hmm. on it. Here's some Neosporin. Do you need a Band-Aid? And my mom was always a hundred percent of the time, unless you were like very clearly hurt. My mom was like, you're fine. You're gonna that, my mom was the same way. Yeah, get up. Yeah. You're good. You yeah. had an accident, and I remember um, having an accident outside of Margaret McKinley's house and getting scraped up. And Margaret McKinley picked me up, babied the heck out of me, and carried me. I was like wow. nine years old. Carried wow. me all the way to my house, which was on the kind of the same block, but kind of far away. And my wow. mom opened the door, and Margaret was like, "Danielle fell," and my mom said, "Put her down. She's fine. Danielle, you're fine." <laughs> You're fine. And Margaret like put me down and I was like, and I, but I remember thinking like, my mom doesn't do this for me at all. And so it wasn't that I, I just do remember thinking like, Hey, other people handle things differently. (laughs) I think I need some more babying. Well, Um, there was that, that thing just went around the internet like a couple days ago about the father who's being praised where the daughter like falls on her bike and she starts to cry. And he's like, are, are you hurt or are you scared? Yeah. And she like stops and thinks about it. He's like, I think I'm scared. He's like, all right, then we're going to get back up on your bike. Like it was that kind of like, you know, putting it on her. Like, are you really hurt? Because if you are, I'm here. But are you just hurt? Are you scared? Right. And it was a whole big thing. Yeah. Which is that same kind of thing where it's like, all right. So just learning about different families and how different families do things. You do get a sense for for, different dynamics. Exactly. So then we're in the tag in the school hallway. Corey is telling Minkus, Sean, and Harris that Mr. Feeney is a maniac behind the wheel of his gremlin. The group cannot believe that Mr. Feeney has a bad boy side. And just at that moment, Mr. Feeney walks down the hall with sunglasses and leather gloves, telling the basketball coach he beat him racing because you snooze, you lose. Uh, it's <laughs> I totally really remember filming this scene. Do I you? Remem- yes. I re- yeah, because the gloves, like, I totally remember this scene. The second it started, I was like, oh, that's right. He's going to walk in and have this little joke. Yeah, it's funny. 
I don't know why. Well, to end this episode, I brought a little bit of trivia. Uh, oh, wait, wait, very some, quickly before yeah. we get to that, I have a question for you. Um, this is 94? Yes, 94. January, so, January something, 94. I will guarantee you that the reason they made it a gremlin is because Wayne's World was still so big. And they brought the mm. gremlin back and they were really? driving that really cool gremlin. And it's another nod to that's the hottest thing out there right now. Interesting. Just saying. Just saying. There you go. All right. So Trivia time. It's U.S. history trivia because we've done okay. a bunch of pop and, and UK and whatever. This is U.S. history. It's just oh, no. one question. Okay. The January 19th, 1994, so just a few days before this episode aired, mm-hmm. marked the coldest day in U.S. history recorded in Cleveland, Ohio. Temperatures dropped to what degrees Fahrenheit? Oh, geez. Do we get a multi-choice or we're just supposed yes, to Yes, we just have to randomly pick a number. Just randomly throw out what you think the what coldest, the coldest record- temperature recorded ever recorded in, the, in U.S. In history. United- it was in Cleveland, Ohio. Does it include the wind chill? I would say minus 28 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. God, I don't understand. I, I'm such a California kid. I don't know how <laughs> don't cold know. things I get. I don't get these numbers. I don't know how cold <laughs> things get. I mean, I would have assumed the coldest would have been in Alaska. Are we uh, the like, lower 48? Is it separate? Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I'll say, I'll say negative 20. I don't know. I'll just go 20. Ryder nailed it. Oh yeah. man! Minus, wow. Such blind luck. Minus twenty point two. So it was actually wow. negative twenty nine so degrees Celsius. Wow! Which was okay. twenty point two degrees Fahrenheit in Cleveland, wow. Ohio. I thought wow. that was really interesting. Wow! Um, I believe, go. and I'm looking this up before I forget. Uh, before, if I'm if I'm right, but I believe. So was. Yeah, January 17th, 1994. I have January 19th, but yes. No, 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 but January 17th, 1994, so two days before this aired, was the earthquake. Right, right. No, yeah, so so the Northridge earthquake was two days before the coldest recorded U.S. history date. Okay, yeah, so that was the earthquake was two days before this aired. Also in January of 1994, Lorena Bobbitt was found uh, guilty with an insanity plea. Oh, yeah. Wow. The Nancy Kerrigan thing happened? In 94? In 94. Wow. January uh, well, of 94. January we, Yeah, of when 94. we get to that episode, I'll tell you how I put my foot in my mouth with Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah, I, I know. Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan, guest star of Boy Meets World. Yeah, I said something where I was like, show. really? Well, let's yeah. see if we can get her. And you can you can talk about your foot and mouth moment. Oh, God, it was, I just, yeah. Uh, Do you think she, she remembers being on our show? She must, right? I don't yeah, know. I mean, it was like, talk doesn't. about- Talk about cold. We shot in Lake Placid, uh, and it was like minus something while we shot on this pond outside. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah, and they dyed my hair to look like the skating extra. You think they dye the skating extra's hair, but no, they dyed my hair. (laughs) Are you serious? To look like the guy. So I had, like, super dark hair. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, so wait till funny. we get to that episode. We have so much, I have so much to talk about that did episode. Did it wash right out after the episode? <laughs> no. Then I did a number of episodes where I'm just dark brown hair for some reason. Well, it's rate. like people noticed it, they plucked our eyebrows when Ben and I dressed as girls on the show. Mm. And you notice like for like the next couple episodes, we have plucked eyebrows. Because oh, they- <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I yeah. feel like that should be easy to cover too without <laughs> needing to pluck your hair. When was the OJ chase? Wasn't that January 17th, 1994? Yeah. Iraq, the day no. of the earthquake? No, it wasn't the, the day, day of the earthquake. Of the earthquake. <laughs> no, oh my gosh, imagine the, that day. Maybe it's 95. I want to say it's it's the 17th. I thought I do remember January watching 17th. OJ trial during yeah. Boy Meets World, like while we were taking Oh, yeah. So whenever that was, we were definitely we, like we, keeping we, up with the case. Oh, yeah. We, we took constantly. a break to, to yeah. hear the, yeah. June, June 17th. June, yeah, June 17th, 1994. 1994. Okay, what a okay. year, 1994. Jeez. 1994 was a crazy year. Yeah. Well, our next episode is going to be season one, episode 15, Model Family. And remember to look for the titles on uh, Disney Plus. So they look for the titles, not the episode number, because Disney Plus has them out of order. If you are following along on the DVDs, then you're in luck. We're going along with the DVD order. Um, and so episode 15, Model Family, aired February 4th, 1994. Also, for those of you watching on Disney Plus, uh, it does catch up. It does become normal in like a couple episodes. So we're not going to have to make this this note to you a bunch. I think like in one more episode, it, it gets back 
to normal. So you'll be fine. But thank do you. Do we know all. why that happens? Do we do we know why that happened? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I feel like curious. it was user error somehow in the upload of whoever put them into Disney Plus. It was a mistake. Yeah. But the DVDs are the proper air date. Yes, the DVDs gotcha. went with air air date order, which is gotcha, what we're following, gotcha. and it just so happens to be that the DVDs follow that. So, gotcha. Thank you all for listening. This has been Pod Meets World. You can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail dot com, and we've got merch. Merch. Podmeetsworldshow.com. We've got a lot of t-shirts and we've also gotten your messages that you guys are interested in having some other stuff, maybe a mug or, oh, Will is showing us that he's wearing his Hold the Plane for Minkus shirt. Limited edition. Limited edition shirt. I love it. Yeah, we love our limited edition shirts. You guys seem to really like them too. Say something very briefly, because uh, I'm I'm kind of cra- crazy when it comes to t-shirts. So is my wife. They're really soft. Yeah, that was like, very important the to me. Good they're t-shirts. They're good quality yeah. t-shirts. I yeah. did not want thick or stiff. No, they're scratchy soft, or no. These already are great. worn in. Yeah. Great shirts. Writer, I gave him his the other day. I had we had a little uh, get together at our house, and Writer left his behind. Yep, so I. I brought mine, Danielle. <laughs> you brought yours home. And by the way, had you left yours, much easier to get back to you. Because you're true. steps mm-hmm. away from me. Right. Oh, by the I'm... way, I walked home from your house. It is 14 minutes. A 14-minute walk. It's a 14-minute walk at, a, I would say, a, n- a regular clip, just Why so you know. Why didn't we just drive you? Well, because I had to go pick up my son. But I was also, also kind of looking forward to the walk. Yeah, okay. I, was, I offered him a ride. Yeah, yeah. no, oh, okay. I offered him sure. I was looking yeah. forward to the walk. Yeah, it was, okay, four, it was 14 minutes, just so you know. All right, great. Good to know. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ryder, you want to send us out? We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedell, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers, Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or send us an email at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago, and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions, and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. 
That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.